This whole process of resolving conflict through negotiation involves each of us considering how we might need to change. It's no good saying, that's just the way I am, while being critical of our husband or wife. Jesus once said on this subject, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in someone else's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from the other person's eye. In marriage, our attitude needs to be, we can change ourselves, we can't change each other. Most husbands and wives want the, their partners to change in some way, don't they? She says, I wish he was better at DIY. Uh, he says, I wish he was sexier. I wish he was stronger with the children. But the problem is, when you try to change somebody, you often try to make them into somebody they just can't be. And when you do that, you miss the person they are. The truth is, you can't really change another person, but you can change yourself. You can say, I am going to stop being sarcastic. I am going to be more positive. I'm going to tell my husband and my wife I love them every day, and I'm going to change. And because change is dynamic, often that affects the other person as well. Sometimes couples break up because they think they're incompatible and there's nothing that they can do about it. Mm. And that's so sad. We're not incompatible unless we refuse to change, unless we refuse to match our stride to our husband or wife. But we can only change when we know what matters to each other. Sometimes the real issues are buried under years of unresolved conflict or we've never told each other about what frustrates and hurts us. We can't assume our partner automatically knows. Mm. We must tell each other about the issues that matter most to us and why they're important to us. Requesting change of each other in marriage is a good thing. Demanding change is harmful. So much conflict in marriage arises from our subconscious assumptions about the ways things should be done, whether it's the way we parent our children, the way we decorate our house, what sort of holidays we take, or the way we approach money. These assumptions are mainly the result of our different upbringings and the values that we've taken on from our parents, our step-parents, or whoever brought us up. The more aware we are of our own and each other's values, the more allowances we'll make for our different views and the easier we'll find it to make changes for the sake of our marriage. My dad was an entrepreneur, businessman, and we had lots of ups and downs. We kept moving house. You know, times are good, we get a nice house. Times are bad, we move into a small apartment. And, you know, we also had food on the table and stuff. It was always fine, but, um, boy, it was really up and down. So I've just become a saver and a bit of a worrier about money. And in my family, my father was a, a real spender and he used to really enjoy money. And so I, I follow in his footsteps. <laughs> and then bang, bang, bang. The next exercise will help you to understand why you each react in certain ways to certain situations which may be causing conflict between you. Nikki and I did this exercise ourselves recently and it was very revealing. Actually, we had a big argument. <laughs> but it helped us to recognise some differences between our fathers that have caused tensions between us over the years. I had a father who was very practical and had an extraordinary gift for mending anything and everything. As a result, I don't worry very much about things breaking as I think that mending them is a normal part of life. So I was very happy driving around in our old car, even though it was quite likely to break down at any moment. 
My dad, on the other hand, had totally different gifts. He wasn't at all practical and had no confidence that he could mend anything. So he always wanted to be sure that the car was in really good working order. And doing this exercise made me realize I've taken on that same value, which is why having an old car that was always breaking down caused a lot of tension and arguments between us. We had to look for a solution. And after some discussion, we decided the best thing was to change our car for one in much better condition. And life is happier all round, as the thought of going somewhere in the car doesn't make Scylla feel stressed anymore. We want you to turn in your manuals to the next exercise called matching our strides. And first of all, circle the words or the phrases that best describe your feelings about money and possessions as you grew up. And then add other words or phrases that come to mind. Show each other what you've put, and then after that, agree on the list of values that are most important to you as a couple in your approach to money and possessions. Finally, write down any action points or changes that you'd both like to make. We know that for some of you, it'll take longer to find solutions than you've got time for. So, you may have to continue for your homework. we've put a similar exercise to help you work out your fundamental values regarding other issues that commonly cause conflict, such as how you spend your free time, how you divide up the chores at home, or different models for parenting if you have children. I think different styles of parenting can really cause conflict in, in, in a marriage. It happened in, a, in our own marriage, actually, um, particularly with our testing child. Katie was our first. She was compliant, so no problem there. But then Lloyd came into the world. Lloyd used to, to wake up every day of his life thinking, how can I drive my mother crazy today? And he'd go to bed worried he'd not made a good job of that task. And I had to watch Dan with him. Before he went to school, she'd say, have you cleaned your teeth? Yes, Mum. Let me smell. Have you washed under your armpits? Yes, Mum. She didn't offer to check that out. And I would say to her, you're always on his back. Leave him alone. She would say, no, I need to be. And, and you know, the truth of it is, we both needed to learn from each other. I needed to become a little stronger. She needed to choose her battles a bit often because if you're always on someone's back, they never know what really matters to you. And over the years, we learned that from each other. But the fundamental lesson we learned is you have to present the united front. I remember telling me off one day, she'd sent Lloyd to bed early for something, and I went up and said, oh, I'm sorry, Lloyd. What's your mother done to you now? Come here, let me give you a hug. And she said, Rob, that's not on. You may not agree with me, but we have to present United Front. And I think she was right. Absolutely vital. And we have yet another worksheet. You know where to find it. Have a good discussion about your worksheets. We'll see you tomorrow.